0: What is the craziest thing that you've seen God do supernaturally? And CT scan shows he has this brain tumor. Hi, my name is Connie and I'm your host on God Speak, where we talk about supernatural God stories from everyday people. So Carla, let me just ask you, I've known you for quite some time and I'll just go straight to my first question today. What was your journey like growing up?
1: Uh, my journey, um, I am a pastor's kid. You know, it's uh, when you think about pastor's kids, um, you're following your parents around in ministry and all that stuff. So my journey was, I know all about the church stuff. You talk about church lingo. I know all of it. You know, I know how it goes. I know the ins and outs of it, the politics, the the joys, the, you know, struggles, all of that. So that inside scoop kind of, uh, dive into that kind of uh puts into reality the nature of being in this world also being you know seated with him in the in the heavenly places so um it's quite interesting so my journey um I started hearing the Holy Spirit maybe when I was seven or eight, and I remember this very clearly, right? Because mm-hmm. I was, I was in my parents' um, bedroom. It was a sunny day. It was an afternoon, and I had the worst stomach ache ever. Like I was like, "What is this?" Like I was doubled over, and I heard the Holy Spirit say, "Just pray, and I will answer you." And I said, "Okay, it's that easy. Let me pray." So I said, "God, I pray that this uh, stomach ache will go away," and instantly gone. Like this painful stomach ache just went away and I was like wow that's that's super cool you know like God really answers prayers it's not just what they you know say and so little tiny miracles like I wanted apple juice from like and my parents will come home with apple juice you know just like tiny things and it was pretty cool that the whole the God would still answer this yeah and when I really jumped off was when, I don't know if you remember this, um, I was maybe 11. It was 1997. And um, revival hit our church, meaning revival as in people really felt and encountered the Holy Spirit. Of course, being the worship pastor's daughter, I would be not dragged, but I would come along with him to these revival meetings every, every day. And so that's when I really encountered the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, being slain in the Spirit, all that stuff. So for that season, I'm truly grateful. Um, that's when I really knew what the presence of God felt like or how my nervous system would react to the presence of God. And then I'm here. And my parents came here. My parents are Pastor Benjamin and Pastor Malou. We have a church here It's called River of Life International uh, Christian Fellowship in Baltimore. And I am the
0: youth director here. Yeah, and so for a person that's grew up all their life being in that environment. What is the craziest thing that you've seen God do supernaturally? This is the craziest thing, right? This was
1: probably maybe four years ago. And uh, our church, there was this guy who, and he um, has this crazy testimony, but at that time he was having seizures and he works at the school. Our church has a school, Um, the school is called Rika. And... um, Brother, Sir Romolo, was, I guess, having these seizures. And one day he just had a really big one and he was having seizures in secret. He had this big one, this big seizure, and his young people, his kids, are there, his three kids, two of them are in the youth. And he got rushed to the hospital. That day, um, it was a Sunday and we still had worship and all that stuff. And everyone was visiting him. This is pre COVID, of course. And CT scan shows he has this brain tumor Mm -hmm. um, that um, they needed to evaluate. And he was in this community hospital here. And so it's like, we can't have him in this community hospital, we need like experts. So I'm, you know, I work at Hopkins. And so I messaged my friend who's gonna a seasoned nurse and I'm like, hey MC, like, do you know anyone out of the top of your head, like a neurosurgeon or someone in the neurosurgery that can help us kind of get him to Hopkins. So she gives me a name. And of course, I go on the directory, mind you, Sunday afternoon, okay, this guy's in a community hospital, I'm emailing this attending big shot neurosurgeon published, you know, and I'm emailing this guy in the Hopkins system, like whatever, that same day, I keep, you know, maybe a couple hours, got an email from this guy, I'm just a nurse there, right? This guy emails me, he's like, yep, I've arranged everything already have their doctors call our doctors have not come over. I was like, Okay, so we messaged a friend of ours that's a nurse and and she worked everything out that we got him transferred that night. I think that night, or the next day, no, that night, he got in bed that night in the neuro ICU. They did scans and MRIs and showed that he has this tumor that the plan was that they were just going to um, go in there and do a brain biopsy because they said, um, it's so big. It's not, it's like you, it's in the surface, but also inside that what they would have to do is biopsy it and then see um, what treatment they would have chemo and um, surgery or radiation, you know, all that. So yes, that happened. And so we prayed and I visited, we visited him. And the day of uh, the, um, the surgery, um he was in surgery for hours I I believe and I was with the his kids and the the wife was there at the waiting room and they said that it was unnatural they the tumor was actually so superficial that they got everything out they got everything out they that he's you know he he um So they said it was too inside the brain that they couldn't get it all out and they could just biopsy it but for some reason i don't know if the mri was wrong or it moved or what but they got all of the tumor out and so he doesn't need chemo or radiation or surgery nothing and so they said it was highly unusual and um i didn't say supernatural but he said two adjectives i think it was um yeah, definitely unnatural. They said, this is not normal, you know, what happened. Because the MRI shows what it is, and MRIs are pretty accurate. So um, the prayers work. And now he's, like, getting checked up every six months, every year or so, and just on meds to, like, help, like, like just in case he has seizures. But he's he plays basketball with the boys. He works out. He still works at Rika. He, he helps with the church, like, lifting stuff. Like, just the most healthy guy you would not think. Except for the scar. He has a big C scar here that he would, um, that he even had that brain tumor. And as a cancer nurse, brain tumors are, you know, almost inoperable. You would really need a miracle to really not need any treatment. So the fact that he did, it was a big, crazy thing. Crazy. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It rocked our church and the kids and, you know, all that. So super cool.
0: Yeah. And and let's uh, go back to that moment where you guys had to pray for him. And Mm -hmm. I know that your parents, you know, they've done, um, let's just say some sort of hospital ministry at some point. I know when I was in the hospital, they like drove all the way to see me, anoint me with oil, pray for Mm -hmm. my healing, you know, Mm -hmm. and that, I'm sure has uh, passed down to you, that gift of faith to pray for healing for someone. And so do you remember that instance where, and what did you pray for? And um, how how would you pray for someone for healing?
1: So um, actually that brother Romulo is like, well loved and visited so whenever we visited the the neuro icu like they knew it was us like they would say like oh he's over here like they just knew that he was gonna have all these visitors one day i went to visit him and um there's a bunch of people there from church and people had been praying for him i mean nonstop. and uh i prayed and you felt the holy spirit in the room it was like fire like it was um his son was there, who's also in our youth. I I don't know if he remember this, but it was like you felt that, and I prayed for um, a portal to be opened that mm-hmm. um the loss, the kingdom, you know, the kingdom will just the loss of the kingdom would just operate here on the earth. That that the this matrix that we have, this realm of the earth, its loss will will the loss of the of heaven will override that. So yeah. if the loss of earth say Brain tumors are not verbal. It's yeah. maybe less than one percent, but you could actually have full treat, like full like uh, removal of a tumor without any treatment. That's what it says. But I said, let's believe that God. Would we agree on the this law of heaven that you know there is no such thing as brain tumors? <laughs> you know that this will dissolve. I prayed for it to be dissolved. I prayed for it to to be healed and to be removed. But um, God really did his thing and he moved this tumor. I really believe that it went from like deeper into like a more superficial place so that it can be removed. But it was the faith, I think also, of people who believed that this could happen.
0: And wow. it was very
1: tangible. It was very tangible. That time, it was very tangible. That ex- for that moment for me was very tangible. Like I felt it. The room was on fire. It was very hot in that
0: room. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, amazing amazing what I gleaned from like your stories is just started as a child ask and you shall receive just having that childlike faith and at the end of it all it's just you know who and what do you believe tell me a little bit more about your work with the youth now the young generation is really where
1: um, I feel like my purpose is um, that's where my flow is. You know about flow, you've been studying flow. And I really believe that um, I'm called to it, not because of anything I've done. I don't have any credentials. People ask me, Are you credentialed in counseling? Are you in education? Are you a teacher? No, I'm a nurse. I'm a straight up bachelor's degree nurse, you know. But when I am with the youth, for some reason, I speak and the youth listen. It's not really something that I, I can boast about, it just is the gift. So, um, and I'm always in the flow with them. So I I am uh, the youth director and my husband, uh, they're both the youth directors of the Infinite Youth at River of Life. And I also lead the this thing called uh, uh, Wow You. It's um, an online youth group, international online youth group with Wow Life Church. Um, so uh, the young people really just, um, they're asking the right questions. Like They want to know themselves and they want to dive deeper into like, why the heck am I here on earth, right? Why am I here (laughs) in this generation, in this time in history? Why do I have my parents? Why did this all come to be? And they're not easily swayed by political dogma or church dogma. Like they'll just, if it doesn't sit well, they're going to ask the question. And in our usual traditional, way of rearing up, it's like when you ask questions, it's like disrespectful and rebellious and blah, blah, blah. But I think with the youth with me is I just help open up those, I, I listen to them and I, and I open up the world and say, you know, these are, you might wanna explore these options. So um, yeah, so they're just wonderful in the sense that they're, they have this like, they have this BS detector. <laughs> Like they know when you're like trying to hold one over them. And it's like they're not really easily swayed by, you know, emotional. Like, I mean, they can tell when someone is trying to manipulate them emotionally. Like they know. Like it's it's all over the internet. Like I am on all the platforms, right? So um this is also the generation that has for the first time, the first generation that has such a global platform. Like they can spit, they can go on their accounts go on live and then you know perpetuate inspiration love joy you know they can they can um, make you aware of certain issues and all that stuff and then they're also they can also spread hate you know anger bitterness so so much power is in really this these young people's hands so with the young people it's it's really cool because I'm. I feel like I'm called to empower them to find the Christ, that Christ inside of them, and then to find those answers within themselves with Christ, you know, in Christ in them. So um, that's kind of my journey with the young people. Um, the thing we're doing lately with the Infinite Youth is this thing called Flow. Um, we're really into this um, thing, anointing Flow, Grace, and so we've been going through the steps of Flow: the struggle phase, the release phase. We're now in the Flow state. Flow stage of our like little thing. So that day, um, uh, I think you saw this in in one of the one of the testimonies. But um, one of our youth, I mean, and uh, one of our youth meetings, I just felt God um, prompt me to uh, pray for acceleration in things that are delayed, um, financial provision, um, acceptance letters, grades that need need help um, job openings, promotions. And I just kept saying, God's going to give money, you know, money, money, money. And and they're like, okay, amen. Like we did a meditation and we did that. And amen. I just at that, that. Like I did not like, you know, I didn't really, you know, have anything crazy. Like I didn't have them stand up, lay hands, all that stuff. We legit were even sitting down. I don't think there was even like anything. We're just chattering. And then I prayed and that's it. And then, um, after that on Monday, we had this one guy who was, um, uh, trying to get into Marine to get shipped to the Marines. And he had, um, he, his story is really great. He's been waiting for like two, three years or so. And um, he, like multiple like times he took the exam and didn't make it, didn't pass. And so this, this summer he passed, but then he had just, it's just delays after delays. Like it, he has a ship date and then it gets delayed. He has a ship date and it gets delayed. So that on Monday, that Monday after that prayer, he got a call saying, "Okay, you're shipping out right now. Pack your bags. We're leaving." Okay. And then the next one is one of our um, youth um, applied to medical school, and she had just taken the MCAT. She hasn't had gotten her MCAT score yet. She just sent her transcripts to the to the schools, and it was like I don't know a three month wait or something for you to even get into the second round. And she was like, she got a message or an email or something that says, "Okay, you got. You made it." Uh, to the second round of applications without an MCAT score, right? And um, to three schools, to NYU is one of them. You know, like it it was just like University of Maryland. It was insane. And uh, so that was that. And so we put that online and our young people were like, wow, super cool. Like acceleration, okay, let's see. So people were texting me like, okay, you know, the next day, five people in our, so that's Monday, Tuesday, five people and our youth got pay raises through Amazon. They just got like a, a screenshot from one of them that was at a team meeting. I was like, "Hey guys, we're all getting raises." It's like, "What? Okay." What? And then that same day, yeah, I know. It was like of all the weeks, right? Of all the weeks for this to happen, like this would happen that week of acceleration promotion money. And then that that same day, um, someone who had applied for a job. Um, He had been working on getting into this job already, but he got the offer letter that day and got a start date. Got the background check, was very quick um, the week before um, where he was really praying for a breakthrough in like his job and finances and just advancing his career. He's the mechanic. So they're like, okay, uh, what do you think you should get paid? And then he gave them a number and he's like, no, no, you're not gonna pay that. You're getting paid way more. Like this guy's getting paid way more, only Monday through Friday. Um, eight hours a day, he can make his own hours, he gets his own truck home as they said they'll train him out of state for like for free. They they fly him out of state and all that stuff for training. And um and then the last thing is this one guy who was getting 70s on his like grades so was getting a 90 that day. So it was pretty cool how like the young people, and so after that, everyone's like, whoa, what's going on? You know, like this is super cool, like we need to get into this flow and all that stuff. So the young people are really in it. Um, and knowing that God moves even in the dailies I mean it's not for yeah. me it's not even about you know like ah, oh, let's get emotionally high and get mm-hmm. you know slain in the spirit I you know that's that's great it's good to have your nervous system really respond to, to God and his presence but knowing that God's you carry God's presence mm-hmm. right you carry God's presence inside of you and mm-hmm. if you are awakening to that presence of God and knowing if you just become still and listen to the still small voice, you'll find him and and it's like it manifests. It's like opening a portal and he just like it leaks all over your life. It really does. And then it becomes a flood and it's overflowing and now you're manifesting miracles, signs, wonders because you found that um the the Christ in you. You know, yes you have issues. Yes you have your your world things in your life and like your problems, your struggles, your issues. But then once you get still and say, you know, I give this to you, God, and uh, I I look inside myself and I find you. I listen to that self small voice and then not be we say this word polarized, mm-hmm. not be you know not be judging like oh I have this thought oh I'm a terrible person. Not to give into guilt or shame, but knowing that you are severely loved. and and accepted and that the freedom it's really for freedom that Christ has set us free so when you go in there and saying you know I have the freedom to have this issue and have it move and and say okay I give it up to God and then move it you know move it along okay I have that issue now let's find let's find God you know and it's so super cool and that's actually what one of them said it's like wow Christ is in me so yeah (laughs) knowing that she actually messaged me saying like knowing that Christ is in me Freeze me of all the striving that I've done. Like I don't have to sing eight million songs and like feel this like presence of God, and I don't have to be slain and cry and get emotionally worked up. Like it really can happen in my dailies. Wow, you know, it it's a game changer. I mean, the I mean, there is you know, you do need to worship, you do need to you know pray, you do need to fa- feel the presence of God. But in the daily life, to see that as a young person that God is so easily accessible. That's what it is. Easy access. Like, why is it so hard to access God when it's, like, so easy to access your apps on your phone? He's more accessible than that because he's in you. The way that God really can, you know, can move is really knowing that he's in you and having that stillness. That's why meditation for me is huge. I mean, I do it every day. If I don't do meditation every day, my husband Ryan goes, did you meditate today? (laughs) Maybe you need to meditate more. Yeah, and
0: let's, let's just repeat that. What you said, it's really like very significant.
1: It's true. God is more accessible than the apps on your phone. He is literally inside of you. Christ in us, the hope of glory. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So it's so cool that Once that really takes hold, that revelation takes hold, nothing is impossible. That's where you find flow. That's why I tell my young people. It's like Christ Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus of the earth was actually in flow. That's what he meditated beforehand, right? Every day he would go to, you know, and meditate. And once he found that flow, when he was in, when he knew that he was in that frequency, when he knew that he was in flow, signs, miracles, and wonders, everything would just happen. So that's, uh. That's what I was talking about, that anointing. You know, you know when someone's anointed. You know when someone yes. speaks and they're anointed. Like the glory of God is dancing on the words of that person. You yes. know, it's like, you know, the glory of God is us, right? But then when it's like manifest, yes. it's, like, it's like heavy. It's weighty when someone speaks and it's there. So that's what, um, that's what I'm hoping that the young people really realize. That the power of Christ inside of them. That whatever they speak actually can manifest and they're all about manifesting also this like language of like manifesting and you know um stillness and all that stuff the young people already know this this isn't foreign to them and this mm-hmm. isn't new age to them because yeah. they they say oh i'm manifesting what do they say mm-hmm. i'm manifesting today like i'm going to manifest this today i'm going to do my vision board and i'm going to manifest it like mm-hmm. just regular this is on tiktok you oh, know? know it's so easy for them so if if you know that you have that then you know, it, it's it's key. But one thing I will say, the young people, because I'm um, I'm on TikTok and uh, I see people deconstructing Christianity. I don't know if you know what that is. Um, basically, calling out the things that churches do that are they call hypocritical or whatever, like you know the emotional manipulation and all that stuff. And they always say like, why do they say this but it contradicts this and all these things. So they have this thing where they have like, all these complaints, all these questions but they don't have a solution. Mm-hmm. All they say, is they all they do is complain, but there is no, okay, so what, what, what is your question and what is the answer? And the answer is Christ in you. The answer is, you know, knowing that you can find that he is more accessible than like the breath that you said in your three minutes TikTok, you could have already, you know, manifested. Yeah. <laughs> like exactly. Christ on the earth. You know what I mean? That's how accessible he is. But, I love that they ask questions. I love that it's not like, you know, oh, they're not grateful. Oh, they're not, you know, they're rebellious. They're this, are they rebellious? Or are they just asking the questions that we were not courageous to ask? Mm. You know, there were some contradictions that, you know, that, that we may have thought like that we were just told, oh, that's what it says. And, you know, but, you know, that's, that's what, you know, whoever says, and that's what we're going to take as that's law. That's the, you know, that's the way we're going to practice it, you know? And, um, they're, they're not afraid to say, well, that doesn't really make sense because in my life, blah, blah, blah. And then I go, let's think about that. Let's talk about that. And then we process it together. Everyone is in the process. The first thing that I tell young people is you have to be teachable. Once you're not teachable, yes. you're just ranting. You're just ranting. Really? So, like, you're just, if you don't want to know the answer and you're just talking, you're just talking. You know, the teachability to me is a big thing, um, even in my life. Every, every situation has been a teachable moment for me. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: even, even the especially the hard times. Yeah. You know? Times of cognitive dissonance too. Like when something doesn't make sense, when someone says something and I'm just like, oh, that that's it. But why am I so triggered? Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a, a, why am I so triggered? So that's another thing that I'm telling young people to do is to have that awareness and saying like, yeah, you're reacting, but why are you so triggered? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. Yeah? yeah. And like get to know yourself. Once you get to know yourself and you try to unravel all these traumas and all these things going on in your life, you actually funny enough you find christ wow (laughs) right like once you really dig in and try to look for like you know to unravel and disentangle from from all the issues then you find that the still small voice the one that's been there since the beginning of time the one that before you were created he you know he breathed into you you find that breath you find that voice that familiar voice that presence that's been there all your life and that actually is a game changer it will change your life that revelation knowing that because people aren't courageous enough to be still right people are yeah. scared to to have their to listen to their own thoughts but once you yeah. do that once you do that and then judge them righteously meaning like don't get so triggered and say you know, okay i understand that that's an issue of mine let's move on okay next next and then you find that space of stillness and you're like without these issues let's say let's just say without these issues i find myself and i find christ so yeah yeah it's it's so super cool it's great and and the young people really respond to that like that kind of speaking that kind of talk
0: Mm -hmm. what's your secret in Being relatable to the youth. Well, first, you
1: got to give them the benefit of the doubt. You can't always assume that they're doing the bad thing. You have to come to a point where when you ask questions, it's not to accuse, but to understand. Mm -hmm. And not like, help me understand. Not like that. But like, I want to know, like, not even like why you did this. Like, let's talk about how you came to this situation. Like, how did you come to not submitting your paper on time? You know? Well, let's talk about your time management skills. You know, maybe I'm not showing you how to do it. Let's talk about that. Let's work through things together and know that you're, it's the same thing with me. With I have a seven-year-old. It's like knowing that your kid is in the process and you're also in the process. Let's work on it together so that we can both be successful. And then you can find a connection. Because I feel like a lot of the times there is an assumption that young people are just gonna act out, you know. That the young people are just doing things for fun. They don't want to act like that most of the time, you know. Like they don't even know why they act like that. Let's figure it out together, you know. Like why do I have this impulse to like just react to my parents like that? Like that's not nice, you know. <laughs> like you know, I even now, you know, sometimes my husband is like, hey, that was kind of mean <laughs> to him. You know, it's like why did you say it like that? Maybe you should phrase it a different way, you know. And it's like that just stopped that stopped to be like oh my gosh, I did you know I did do that wrong and to be able as a parent to accept um that you might have missteps is huge so because then your kids can also ask for forgiveness and like be okay with making mistakes and recovering from it so like For me, with Jonathan, that really changed the way I relate to the youth, is that when he makes a mistake before, I used to yell at him. Like, you should have known better. He's seven. He was five at the time. You know, like, like, you should have known better. Why did you do that? But then I realized he doesn't know any better. So, you know, why don't we work on it together? And God really worked on my triggers. So when I was triggered, I realized when he was doing that, my thoughts were, what are other people going to think of me as a parent? If my kid is acting like this, there was a shame on me, yes. so I put it on him. Yes. If like, you're embarrassing me, you're causing the people to view me like I'm a bad parent. And so that part is huge because it's not even about me. And even my husband says that it's like, yeah, I don't care what other parents think. My son is learning. Yeah. So it does not think about it as, you know, I'm yelling at him because it's shameful to the family. Let's think about it as let's learn together and let's help you be successful and us to be successful. You know, this, parenting is hard. You know? Yeah. It's not, it's not easy. So we, I get that. And it's a language barrier. Like also the accents, especially for Filipinos. Yes. It's <laughs> like that, that that thing, the generational thing. It's like, why do you say it like that? I don't think they really meant it like that. Like mm-hmm. I have youth. And so this is funny. You say that I have youth in the church and I have like, you know, the adults. And the leadership and the rest of the church and so the young people would say something and then the old people why they say it like that i'm like i don't think they meant it like that and then like they would send like a text to these young people and they'd be like why do they say it like that And i'm like actually they yeah. didn't mean it that way i don't think they're trying to like you know like trying to like devalue you it's just the way the language is yeah you know? so
0: understanding the generational gap even
1: yes and, and culture i think gap. The millennials the millennials in the middle, we're really the key to
0: bridging bridging the gap. If you take the time. There's that too.
1: Great. You have to care. Tell our
0: mm-hmm. listeners where they can find you on social media mm-hmm. or even yeah. find out if if they're youth and want mm-hmm. to join your group.
1: Yeah. So I um I'm on Instagram and on Facebook Carla Marie Valoria you can find me you can type in my name um, my Instagram is at I am Carla Marie um, not I am Carla Marie because that's someone else <laughs> but I am Carla Marie and then um, for my groups at Infinite Youth of ROL I'll send you the stuff at Infinite Youth of ROL and for Wildlife at View. Wildlife so we are online and uh, um, yeah so there'll be more stuff on that.
0: I hope you enjoyed today's episode and encourage you in your walk with God. Make sure to read the notes of today's show below and some special bonus links. This show is brought to you by GloriousImagination.com, where we help people gain freedom from self-imposed limitations through our one-on-one breakthrough sessions with God and a certified mind renewal facilitator. If you liked today's episode, feel free to share with a friend who needs to hear this encouraging story, and make sure to leave us a review and comment on what you liked about today's episode. I'd really love to hear about it. So before I go, let me leave you with a word of encouragement, my friend, that you are not alone. God loves you, and He will never leave you or forsake you.